following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Basketball Society. This is Alex Fishbein back again with you on the Atlantic Files. As always, brought to you by BasketballSocietyOnline.com and, of course, the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Now, like we have said before, if you are looking to get better in the game of basketball, make sure you check out Basketball Society Elite Training. You can find our sign-up forms, our testimonials, and the bio on our coaches, specifically our founder, Martin Sories, on our website, basketballsocietyonline.com, under the coaching um, or the training section. And if you're looking for a summer camp to either put your kid in or to join yourself if you happen to be in the high school uh, age or or you know, the grade school age, um, we have a camp coming up for you in July. Registration ends at the end of June. We also have that on the website at basketballsocietyonline.com. You will see a little flyer there on the right-hand side of the website. If you click on that, it'll take you to the Eventbrite page, and it'll allow you to register for the summer camp. So make sure you check out Basketball Society Elite Training and the summer camp coming in July, and make sure you get on those and register and better yourself in the game of basketball. So, moving on to this week's episode, we have a really short one here for you guys, because as far as the Atlantic Division goes, there really hasn't been much news since the finals is still going on, we still haven't had the draft yet, we've only had some draft workouts, um... And, you know, since we've already talked mostly about the Colangelo burner account fiasco, there really hasn't been many waves going on in the Atlantic Division. Um, And also, I would like to say this week is probably one of the last weeks where it'll only be myself on the uh, episode. Um, I am actually traveling i actually have to catch a flight in like seven hours um so uh, that's the reason why i don't have anyone on right now i didn't i couldn't really get somebody to to hop on a call with me at 2 a.m to record a podcast so (laughs) so we will have uh guests on I am trying to get every single week, uh, whether it be somebody from the Basketball Society, from Underdog Sports, or somebody externally like a writer, a journalist, a player, a coach, whatever it may be. So we will really be looking out for some more guests coming on here in the near future. Anyway, 
Um, one of the things ongoing in the Atlantic is the head coaching search for the Toronto Raptors. Now, Jerry Stackhouse was a guy that they looked at, which I thought was going to be the most obvious candidate for their head coaching position. He he is their coach of their G League uh, affiliate, uh, the Raptors 905. He has taken them to the G League Finals the last two years in a row, won one of them, lost the most recent one. Um, obviously, you know Jerry Stackhouse from his playing days when he was drafted by the Sixers, went on to the Pistons, and a couple more teams after that. Stackhouse was a great player himself. I mean, Stackhouse, especially in his first handful of years in the league, was looked at as one of the best scorers in the NBA. I mean, the guy came in highly touted. He was a a very high lottery pick for the Sixers. And when they paired Allen Iverson with him, they thought they were going to have, I mean, like the, the older day version of, you know, like a, a... James Harden, Chris Paul kind of deal where you got two superstars who are going to be able to uh, play off of one another and potentially lead their team to the finals. But obviously, we see that that never really panned out. But anyway, let's get back to coaching. So he is a candidate, um, one candidate that a lot of people probably don't know or have never heard of. Um, I'm definitely going to butcher his name, but it is the Lithuanian coach Sarunas Jesikovicius. Jesikovicius. Um, he is a head coach over in Lithuania. He is Lithuanian himself. He actually went to the University of Maryland to play, and in his first two years, he was not really part of the rotation. He wasn't a starter or anything. Um, and then once he became a junior and a, and a senior, he started getting some more playing time. Uh, and in his senior year, he averaged around 12 points, three and a half assists, went on to go undrafted. So he went back to Lithuania, played professionally over there, played professionally for many of the other European leagues, won some Euro league titles, Came back to the NBA for a few seasons and then uh, went back again to Europe and played out his last few years. And then became a coach immediately after. Um, and I'd like to say I'm, I'm getting all this from Mike Bassetti from the Raptors Rapture. Uh, one of the guys we have had on the Atlantic Files before to talk some Raptors basketball. I'm sure we'll have him on again at some point. Uh, but he is the one who wrote this article uh, entitled, Who is Lithuanian Coach Sarunas Jesikovicius and Why Does He Deserve an Interview? I mean, it, it's it's interesting because that's the main thing that everyone is going to ask. They've never heard of this European coach before. They look at a lot of the coaches who came over that have had EuroLeague experience, and they're like, they don't last long, or they haven't lasted like even one season. Why are you even looking at a guy like that? So it's a good question to ask, you know, why does he even deserve an interview? Um... Because yes, he is risky. Uh, you're you you're essentially looking at a guy with you know very minimal 
coaching experience in the first place. And on top of that, no NBA coaching experience at all, whether it be assistant coaching, player development, head coaching, anything. Um, in his time in the Lithuanian League, he he has shown some promise. Um, when he was first hired as the interim coach uh, for Zalgiris Kornas, I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. I'm terrible at this. Um, but when he was hired as the interim coach, he only went two in ten in that first season. Well, first part of the season because he wasn't there the whole time the next season right after that he he coached the team to a 14 and 16 record and then the most recent season his technically second full season but third season um he coached the team to a 22 and 14 record and earned a spot in the league's final four and that was with one of the league's lowest payrolls. So that is impressive for the Lithuanian League. Um, but it, it begs, it still begs the question, why look at him and not some of the other EuroLeague candidates? Uh, because when you look at the risk that the Cavaliers took when they hired David Blatt, Blatt was a proven coach over in Europe for a long time. I mean, he's a guy who has won titles in Europe and has a very established record in Europe. So then you're kind of like, all right, well, this guy's been on the scene for quite a while. So I can see maybe giving him the light of day and, and, and thinking that he might have a chance at being able to coach a team, especially one that has LeBron on it. And really with LeBron, you don't really need all that much coaching. <laughs> Um, but we obviously see how that ended up. I mean, he still made the finals and everything, yes, but he also still ended up getting fired. And so now you have a less proven coach with a, with no one on the team who's as proven as LeBron James. And you're going to mix those together. Well, yeah, that's going to be a, a very, very big risk in for the Raptors. That That's going to be a huge risk for them to uh, put their necks on the line and say, let's just, you know, test this guy out. Um, where you have a guy like, at least with Stackhouse, that has been in the NBA, has been around the NBA for many, many years, has coached in the G League, which... Yes, is not the NBA, but it has guys, a lot of guys who have been caught, like, it still has a lot of NBA talent there. When you compare the G League to the Lithuanian League, there's probably more G League guys that have made it to the NBA. I, I mean, I can't, I'm speculating here. I can't say that as a fact because I haven't gone and, like, compared the two in each league. Um, so I don't, I couldn't tell you for sure which one has more NBA players and which one doesn't, but if I had to take a guess, I would say the G League does. So, in that comparison between the two, if you were asking me, I would say go with Stackhouse, because he seems like the more proven product, and on top of that, he knows what it takes to stick in the NBA as a player, and so, 
he's going to know how to use that to his advantage in coaching the players that he has and 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 assisting them to stick in the NBA. Uh, and just on top of that, the fact that he's been around the Raptors organization now for a while because he's been part of their G League affiliate, he's probably been around the guys on the Raptors as well, like Lowry and uh, DeRozan and all those guys. So he probably has a at least a bit of a rapport a rapport with them. So there's a lot more pros in the Stackhouse corner than there is in the Sarunas corner. Um, so, like, I mean, there's there's still so many other candidates that they could really look at, but if you're giving me an option of those two, I'm going to go with Stackhouse. Now, the big thing is a lot of other teams have already hired other people. Dwayne Casey is coming out as the leading candidate for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Detroit, I think it was even interviewed Jason Kidd. I mean, that's... A, a guy that technically Toronto could interview. I'm not exactly sure how that would work. Uh, like Jason Kidd being in Toronto, I'm not exactly sure if that would work at all. Um, just based off of his track record so far. Uh, so that would be, I mean, it would be an interesting experiment to be honest, but if I was the Raptors, I wouldn't personally take that risk on a guy that we have seen not make it work on two different teams now who had a good bit of talent. Um, But then after that, I mean, you have Stan Van Gundy who, you know, mutually parted ways with Detroit, which is why they're looking for a coach now. But again, it's another guy who has failed to get to the point where you want your coach to take your team. So do you take a chance on a guy who, in Stackhouse and Sarunas, do you take a chance on them who haven't shown what they can do in the NBA? Or do you take a chance on a few guys who have shown what they can do in the NBA and that entails not winning a finals or not getting to a finals? So there's there's big risks in both of them, but the level of experience obviously is just going to be different. However, now let's coincide that with the fact that there was the report that came out that said none of the Raptors players are safe. It said that, you know, in a trade that anybody can go, which at this point you have to open that up in, to the realm of possibilities. I mean... You have consistently been knocking on the door that is LeBron James and have not been able to open and get through. So obviously bigger changes are going to be needed than only bringing in Serge Ibaka because, I mean, look at this current Cavs team. This is... Like everyone has been saying, this is the most vulnerable that a LeBron James team has looked since before the Miami days. So the fact that they were the only team out of all of this, the teams and series that those Cavs have played to not even take a game from them 
uh, you really got to look yourselves in the mirror and say, what do we need to change? Do we need to blow everything up or do we need to trade one of these stars away to get a different star? Um, like you have to come to terms with that kind of decision to say that nobody's safe. We're going to be looking for the trade market for everybody because we don't know exactly what we could get. So let's see what exactly is out there for what we have. Now there are like the Raptors bench showed a whole lot of promise and they showed that, um, they can help a team which is big in the trade department because if you have some of those teams that are on the cusp of really trying to uh, compete for that championship they're gonna look at some of those guys on the Raptors and try and trade like a pick or something for them which they might do for a guy like Fred Van Vliet or DeLone Wright uh, or CJ Miles or um Jakob Pertl like there will be teams that could use those guys uh, like uh if you ask probably like Portland um Denver the Spurs would probably want some of them as well uh even on the in the east i'm sure that if the celtics lose some of the guys because they can't uh pay them that they would look into it i'm sure that the milwaukee bucks would look into it i'm sure that the sixers would look into it because they're going to try and replace the guys like bellinelli and ilyasova and all them there's going to be a lot of teams who could use those kind of services and so saying that nobody is untouchable a kind of intrigues other teams because they're like huh okay well that means we have some wiggle room here to to offer a deal because you know we can include anybody in these discussions and it lets your fans know and your franchise know that you are committed to trying and building this winner that can finally take down LeBron and at least even get to the finals. I mean, because let's be honest here, beating LeBron is one thing, beating the Warriors is a completely different thing because... A, you're already getting swept by LeBron and the Cavs, who are looking like they're about to get swept by the Warriors. So, if you're getting swept by the team who's getting swept, you have a long way to go before you can even think about putting any kind of championship ring on your finger. (laughs) I mean, like I said... The Raptors were the only team that didn't win a game against the Cavs in the postseason this year. And they faced other teams such as the Indiana Pacers, the Boston Celtics, now the Warriors. And as far as the teams in the East goes, both of them were were lower seeds than the Raptors. The Raptors were quote-unquote, supposed to be the best team in the East. If 
you know, you go by regular season record and what they have done uh, over the, the course of the year. But when you watch all the series in the playoffs and when you watch uh, the matchups that happen and you see how LeBron and Kevin Love just wrecked the Raptors team, well, then you're kind of like, they were a pretty fake one seed. And I know that sounds weird because we talk about fake one seeds and it's kind of like, what what exactly does that mean? It's more so of just like, yeah, you won games when they didn't exactly matter, but then as soon as it matters and it counts, you don't have that second notch to kick it up to, whereas the teams who have the championship mentality have that second notch almost every single time. Like we talk about um LeBron going into his playoff mode and how he's a completely different animal when it comes to the playoffs. It's because yes, while he exemplifies greatness during the regular season, he exemplifies something even beyond greatness when it comes to the postseason. There is always in the teams that have won the finals there is always a second notch that they kicked it up to to win the finals. And when it comes to the Raptors, there is no second notch. What they do throughout the regular season is that that top notch already. There is nothing past that that they go to. They stay on that regular season mode, and while that was better than everyone else's regular season mode, once everyone kicks up that second notch in the playoff mode, it is way over top of Toronto's regular season mode. So that's the last little notch that they have to figure out if they want to get to the finals. And that's why you have to say this entire team is up for grabs because this team has shown you there is no second notch to kick it up. So... If you know your team doesn't have the second notch, trading one or two guys isn't going to do it for you unless you like somehow trade those guys for LeBron James, but that's obviously not going to happen. So, yeah, you got to offer up the entire team. Um but that is it for me guys. Like I said, we had a really short episode this week. Um I will be back with you guys next week to talk a lot more stuff. We'll get someone on here as well to talk uh, about a specific team's, uh, you know, draft needs and and who maybe that they had come in for a draft workout and everything, and we'll talk some prospects. So uh, be on the lookout for that next week. I appreciate you guys listening and supporting, dropping your ratings in on Apple Podcasts and getting us into the top 200. I appreciate you guys a lot for that and sticking with me here in the crazy schedules that I've had. Um, Make sure you guys check out BasketballSocietyOnline.com and check out the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. I will catch you guys next week. Peace.